This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. It's Billy and his sister Mary, and they are the best in Houston. We love them. Uh, for all your plumbing needs, reach out to our friends, Billy and Mary and Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Of course, the website is aqueductplumbingcompany.com, and they'll take care of you. They are wonderful. We love them. Thank you. 281-488-6238 or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They are at your disposal. As you know, I don't like uh, social media, and I've actually done a pretty solid job of not being engaged on social media. And in a way, I'm proud of myself. I um, I got a message from my sister on Thanksgiving. Well, my sister is kind of like my dad, and my brother is kind of like my dad. They like to put emotional stuff on Facebook and at everybody in the family. So, hey, here's our son, Trip. Trip is, uh, you know, it's Trip's first day at school or whatever. And here's a 14 paragraph message about how much I love my son. And I'm going to at my dad. I'm going to at my brother. I'm going to at Josh's wife. I'm going to add Jelly. Everybody gets added. And that's kind of what our family does, other than me. I've never really engaged in that. It's just not really my thing. But my sister does it. I've seen my brother do it now. My dad does it. So she added me or attempted to at me in a post the other day for Thanksgiving, and she sent me a message and said, are you no longer on Twitter, or on Facebook, rather? I said, uh, no, I'm not on Facebook. She said, did you delete your account? I said, I think I did. And she said, yeah, because it's not available anywhere. And uh, I guess it stayed deleted. I thought I set it up to come back so it wouldn't go away permanently, but maybe it did go away permanently. I don't know. But she asked, uh, you know, are you uh, deleting Facebook or did you? And I said, yeah. She goes, why? I said, because I hate people. I hate the people that are on social media. I think people are are just evil, and I think people have no good intentions. And uh, and if they do have good intentions, they tend to be morons, and people react to fake news on social media. People are just stupid. Like, I, I'm in a position in life where I just don't feel like dealing with stupid people. Do I feel like I'm smarter than everybody? No, but I feel like I have some common sense, and I don't get baited in by fake shit that I see on social media. And most people just go to social media to be angry about something, so why bother? So I told her, you know, yeah, I got off of uh, Facebook. Why? Because I hate people and they're morons. And she said, all right, fair enough. What does that matter? Well, I got rid of Facebook for the most. I haven't looked at Facebook since game, I don't know, three, four of the World Series, I guess, whenever it was I decided that I'm done with it. Uh, I don't have it on my phone. I wouldn't know how to access it. It's not there. Uh, I have Twitter, right? I have Twitter, and it's not on my phone. So it is a process for me to be able 
to look at Twitter. I either have to log on on a computer, which I do at work, but I use that for work purposes. Most of the time during the day, I don't do anything unless, because somehow I made it disappear from my phone. So I have to go to the uh, apps and I have to look up Twitter and I have to open up Twitter in like the app store and then I can tweet things. So it's such a laborious process that I have no desire to do it. Thus, I don't really do much on social media other than Instagram where I post pictures and stuff and I don't mind Instagram. Most people aren't vile scumbags on there. And there's a lot of titties and a lot of food and a lot of dogs and I really enjoy Instagram and some TikTok as well. My dad is blowing up on TikTok again. He's got a video with over 500,000 views. I don't look at TikTok a lot, but I look at at Instagram videos that are also on TikTok. Anyway, what does all this matter? Social media. Well, I have become a a happier person without looking at social media and being bogged down by it all day. What does social media and my situation with social media have to do with anything going on in the world today? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, Hugh Freeze is the coach at Auburn now. He took the job. He's going to be the head coach there. He was at Liberty. Did you know he was making $5 million a year to coach at fucking Liberty? Holy shit. He had a deal that was going to run through 2030. Now, all those deals are all bullshit. They're made to be broken. He has two bad seasons in a row. They would have fired him there. But think about the world we're in in college athletics now where a dude makes $5 million a year to coach at Liberty, who a couple years ago didn't even have a, a Division One program, like some like church school or some shit, and he's making $5 million a year to coach there. That's bonkers, but I digress. So now he's the coach at Auburn, and one of the parts of his deal or one of the stipulations in his deal is that he will not handle his own social media. Why will he not handle his own social media? Well, the guy has a history of sliding into people's DMs and asking you know, why they feel the way they feel about him. And one that's the most important in particular is this gal who was accusing um, a player at Liberty of sexual uh, misconduct or sexual assault, and he slid into her DMs and um, and asked her a couple of questions and, and, and that over the course of a couple of years. And I have my thoughts on that as well. Most notably, people say that he was sending unsolicited DMs to this, this gal that was accusing a player of sexual assault. Well, to me, when you tweet about someone and you at them, if they respond to you via DM, I think you kind of solicited them. That is my opinion. If you comment on someone, you're anticipating a response from that person. If they respond to you, they just choose to do it in private, not public. I don't view that as unsolicited. Now, if he comes in and says, hey, want to fuck? Well, then that's unsolicited. But if he asks you a question, I don't view that as some sort of unsolicited uh, question or comment. But 
whatever. So Hugh Freeze is not going to operate his own social media, and he's going to stay away from that. That's probably good. Some people master the art of social media and are great at it, like Lane Kipton is great at social media. I'm guessing he runs his own account. He's a snarky asshole. It works for what he does. That's who Lane Kiffin is. It's great for him. Some people, like me, held left to our own devices. We're going to do dumb shit, tweet dumb shit, comment dumb shit, and it's going to occupy too much of our time, and we don't do it. Fine. But looking at social media as a whole, right, and I'm looking at this Hugh Freeze hiring, and Hugh Freeze might be a total asshole. Hugh Freeze might be a scumbag. You hear all the stories about him. The escort thing where he you know, called an escort. I don't give a fuck. Dude wants to get some pussy. Go get some pussy, bro. Like, I'm not one to judge you. You want to go out and fuck some hot chick that's hotter than your wife? Cool. Be smarter. Don't use a company cell phone. Use your personal cell phone. Have a third cell phone. A little flip-a-doodle. A little grandma adding a special. A burner. You know, change the number every you know X amount of days, X amount of hours when you get a new phone. Do that. But if any of us are really sitting back acting like we give a shit that a coach is fucking some whores, I think we're full of shit and let's move on because there are coaches that do some bad shit. Other shit that we look at for Hugh Freeze. Oh, Hugh Freeze paid some players. Well, these guys are signing million-dollar NIL deals now. So the idea that we care that a guy paid some players 10 years ago, 5 years ago, go fuck yourself. Who gives a shit if somebody pays players? We all talk about how these guys should have been getting paid forever, yet we sit here and act like these coaches are scumbags and they're the worst of the worst because they went out and paid some dude to play. So what? They all do it. It is what it is. That's one of the other big factors uh, with uh, Hugh Freeze that people don't like about him. And they also have this uh, idea that he was helping cover up a rape or a sexual assault at Liberty. From what I was reading today, and I was actually talking to a friend that's an Auburn person. And again, it's an Auburn person, so you take it with a grain of salt. But uh, it was telling me, and I don't know how true this is or not, that Hugh Freeze wasn't even the coach when that happened. He kind of inherited that situation. So people talk like he just runs a program where guys go out and are raping women, raping and pillaging, a whopping and a whooping, everything within an inch of its life, except we spare the women. Oh, you spare the women? No, we rape the shit out of them at the number six dance, right? They're acting like he's Taggart and Blazing Saddles, which I don't think to be the case. Like, I, I think that that, and again, I don't know all the details on it. I'm talking to people that root for Auburn. They might be full of shit trying to justify hiring a sleazeball. I don't know. But why does all of this matter, how it relates to social media? I don't believe that Hugh Freeze is a scummy person. I don't know him. But I think there are far scummier people that have done worse things than fucked whores and paid players to play football and slid into some chick's DMs to ask why they're bad-mouthing the program and if they can have a conversation. And by the way, he did. Can we meet up? Can we talk? Can I, I want to know. And this person didn't want to talk. So I think there are far worse. Look, I root for LSU. Brian Kelly, if you want to get technical – Brian Kelly's far more responsible for a kid dying than Hugh Freeze is of a girl getting sexually assaulted. I mean, if we want to be real, right? But nobody's talking about Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly put a kid up in a a scissor lift in the windstorm and the kid fell over and died. So, like, if we want to get technical, we can talk about how everybody's a piece of shit. My issue is that social media cares so little about the truth. Social media cares so little about reality. Things get out and people turn it into their own reality based on what they want to be true because people are looking for affirmation on social media. Like, I look at the Houston Astros today. The Houston Astros are signing uh, Jose Abreu. If you're an Astros fan on social media and you say anything other than, holy shit, our lineup is now stacked with the greatest team ever, you're a hater and a piece of shit. If you're someone who says, you know, Jose Abreu uh, is in his mid-30s, his numbers stunk last year, I wonder if he's regressing, oh, you're a hater and you probably 
care about banging on trash cans. People do not care about reality in social media. People care about affirmation. They care about being told what they want to hear. That is what social media exists for, right? So nobody, people are going to sell what they're going to sell, and they're not going to take the time to dig in and find the information. They're just going to be morons that run out and talk. And why this matters to me so much is I dealt with it. Like I, I can understand where if you're not someone who's dealt with lies on social media, it doesn't matter to you. It's easy to engage in the lies on social media when you can say that you've never had to deal with the other side of it. It's easy to go to social media and glom on to Hugh Freeze as a pedophile or Hugh Freeze covered up a rape and do no homework on it when no one's ever thrown anything back at you about your personal life or anything you've done in your business life and they've uh, and no one's ever had to tell lies about you that you've had to defend. If you're someone who's been on social media and you've had to defend lies and you've had to go out and, and try to clear your own name from shit, you do look at these different. And that's not to say that Hugh Freeze isn't a scumbag. He very well may be a scumbag. Maybe he's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Maybe he does cover up rapes. Maybe he is, uh, you know, maybe, you know, he's got a fucking problem, fucking horse, whatever. But it doesn't change the fact that social media, if you're not on the other end of it, if you don't have to deal with the lies and the mistruths, or that's not even a word, but you get my point. If you don't have to deal with it, it's so easy to run to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and just glom on. Nobody wants to take the time to dig into the truth. They just want to become part of the mob, and the mob will come after you no matter what the truth may be. A lot of it's politically driven, as you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but you know, people are politically driven. To give you an example, um, I was looking at comments. I saw that Howard Stern was trending earlier this morning, or Oprah was trending. I clicked on Oprah. It was about Howard Stern. Howard Stern said that Oprah should not flaunt her wealth because uh, Oprah is always on social media showing her butlers and her cooks and everybody else. And according to Howard Stern, there are some people who are struggling. So I looked up Howard Stern, and there are some people commenting about how Stern's ripping Oprah. Why wouldn't he rip some rich white person? Fine. Okay. But some of the commentary was about Howard Stern's conversation with Bruce Springsteen, which I'm not going to watch because I hate Bruce Springsteen, and I'm not really interested in Howard Stern anymore, so I won't watch it. Fine. That's my prerogative. Okay. So the the main talking point from some people is that Howard Stern has evolved, and Howard Stern is a better person now, and anybody who criticizes him for evolving and not being the same guy he used to be or the racist bigot he used to be are racist bigots themselves and right-wing people. The argument was only right-wing people rip Stern and only left-wing people love Stern, and the reality is that's kind of the truth. The truth is that people on social media will side with people who are on their team, whether it's sports whether it's sexually, whether it's politically. That's how we operate. Nobody cares about the truth. So when people come out and talk shit, unless you've been on the opposite end of it, unless somebody has come out and defamed you and it became a lie to the point that it spread so greatly that you're like, this is bullshit and I have to defend myself, you'll never fully fucking understand it. And I have been in that situation. I have been told that I said the N-word on the radio about Jason Kelsey, which I didn't, but that grows legs and it goes from being a stupid joke to, oh, Josh Ennis uses the N-word on the internet, or on the radio. That's what that becomes. You know, this idea, Josh Ennis, he's fired. You know, Josh Ennis posted a uh, real talk. The Al Jolson thing became, I posted, a, like, I was in blackface. And what pissed me off is that these people don't even know who Al Jolson is. They don't get the, the reference. But it became Josh Ennis posted a blackface picture. One, that's not racist on its own. And two, fuck you. But all that said, 
it's easy to join the mob and get out your pitchforks and your torches and rip people and shit on people and just kind of spread misinformation without digging into it on your own whenever it's not about you and you don't have to worry about it being thrown back at you. It's easy when there's no consequences. It's easy to go out there and say Hugh Freeze is a pedophile if no one's ever going to say anything about you because real talk, you're fucking inconsequential and nobody cares about your fucking existence. It's easy to be that person. It's easy to shit on other people on social media when you're a nobody, when you're nothing. And one thing about being away from social media for, and I'm not away from it, away from it. Facebook, I got really tired of. I haven't been on Facebook in a month, whatever it is. Twitter, I'm rarely on it. It's only in the morning. I try to avoid it. I use it for work. But what you learn is you don't need the shit. Big picture. Outside of work, I don't need it. I don't need to have conversations with people on Twitter. I don't need the back and forth on Twitter. I don't need the vitriol and the hate from Twitter. And what you learn is, and I had guys that that told me, Matt, who used to send me all these messages about how I care way too much about what people say on social media, and the fucker was right, and I fucking hate him. But all that said, and like, and I used to shit on that guy and say, fuck you, but he's right. You care way too much about what these people who are inconsequential, and it's easy to take a step back and just go, these people matter so little that they can say whatever they want and nobody will give a fuck. The only reason that they can sit back and go after people is because nobody gives a fuck about their existence. They don't live in a glass house. Nobody knows that they're alive. So no one's going to throw stones back at them because no one knows who they are or why they are relevant or anything because they're not relevant. They got five followers. Fuck them. So I don't know what Hugh Freeze is or how bad he is or what's true and what's not. My guess is things are blown up. Something's partially true and then it becomes ridiculous and people buy it and it becomes more real than, you know, it, it becomes bullshit. But all that said, I look at that and it just like this Hugh Freeze thing is really again, kind of hammered home how I feel about social media and why social media is so bad and so devilish, as it will, uh, as it were. But anyway, all right, more to come.